On today's episode, Noah and I talk about how to win AWP. Welcome to episode 27, everyone. It's the Chapbook, and I'm your host, Noah Stetzer. I'm Ross White. Noah and I are the directors and editors at Bull City Press, which publishes chapbooks and occasionally full-length books of poetry, fiction, and nonfiction, and we have been to AWP a bunch. (laughs) Maybe too many times. If you're just joining us for the first time, we started this podcast to celebrate our love of chapbooks, to go behind the scenes of the publishing process, and to highlight the folks who write chapbooks and the folks who make chapbooks. First things first, Noah, we are not going to be at the live AWP this year. Mm, That is true. And I'm a little sad about that, but I'm also a little relieved not to be amid seven to 15,000 people in the middle of a pandemic. (laughs) Right. And while things are getting better and uh, pandemic numbers are improving in some places, the decision not to go to AWP was one we made a few weeks ago before we started seeing the numbers change. And so we're disappointed that we won't be seeing folks there this year, but we are looking forward to AWPs in the future. Yeah, I'll miss you, dear friends, but I am a germaphobe. I'm terrified of germs. So I'm staying home, but we're going to be doing virtual AWP and AWP does have a virtual option. Now, for those who don't know what it is, AWP God, what does it stand for? I don't even remember. I, is it not uh, like the Association of Writers and Writing Programs? I'm, I think that's the legend. I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> okay, so I'm on their site and it is. So why isn't it AWWP? Uh, well, well, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think maybe it was just the Association of Writing Programs and then the writers started hanging around. We're like, we, we got to get in on this good stuff. However it came about, AWP 2022 is right around the corner. And if everything goes as planned with our recording schedule, this episode should be landing the week before AWP begins on March 23rd. And so we thought we'd share some AWP insights that we've gathered from over the years. Yeah, we want to help you win AWP because AWP is a thing that can be won and can be lost. It's time for you to be a winner. (laughs) Um, First things first, if you've never been to AWP, I wish you all the luck if this is your first time going. The first thing to keep in mind is that it is huge and it is bigger than the word huge even leads you to believe. There's a lot, a lot of people there. And so what goes along with that that you may not consider is everything has a line. There's a line for everything wherever you go. So keep that in mind. Yeah. Now, look, we're not trying to give you a comprehensive guide to AWP this year. That would be a bazillion year long podcast. And we like to keep it short. We like to stay within our 20 minutes. So here's what we're going to do for you. We're going to try to help you get as much chapbook goodness as possible out of AWP 2022. So first things first, uh, we went into the AWP conference schedule website and searched out chapbook panels that we could find. We used the keyword search. Of course, we could have missed one or two, but we did find some chapbook related panels that we wanted to pass on to you guys. 
Two are on-site at AWP, and a few others are virtual, but they all occur on Friday of the week of AWP, and there's a small overlap with regards to timing. The first one is called How to Win a Book or Chapbook Contest. And look, we'll put links to these in the show notes so you'll be able to see who the panelists are and when they're happening. I got to tell you, though, Noah, there's a piece of me that's always like a little bit dubious when there's a panel about how to win a book or a chapbook contest. I think that this some flavor of this panel shows up every year and we might be able to save you 50 minutes. The answer is write a good book and send it out. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I think the panelists this year are going to have some really wonderful insights. The next panel we found is called Concise Punches of Reality, which are readings from five chapbook memoirs. It's a virtual panel. And this is the kind of panel that I've always liked at AWP. And it's actually a collection of people reading from their work. Um, I, I find it the most satisfying of the panels that I've had a chance to sit in. I also think that this one's going to be exciting because creative nonfiction chapbooks are on the rise. That's happening more and more. People are finding that they don't want to sustain a memoir into 200 pages, that they prefer the shorter form for what they're doing. And we're seeing more chapbook presses that are working with CNF. That's so exciting to me. I think that's going to be a really fantastic panel and it's virtual. So you can tune in from wherever you are. The next panel we found is called Bound, Stitched, and Pressed on Chapbooks and Community. This one is very much in keeping with what we have tried to set out to do here on the pod, which is talking about the chapbook as a format, talking about the chapbook and all of its versatility. And it's got some really fantastic panelists, including our guest from episode seven, Tyler Mills. So you've heard her say a few words, but there are publishers on this panel. There are writers who are mid-career who are producing chapbooks. I think everything about this one screams, this is the panel to go to if you love chapbooks. Yes, I'm so glad you said that. This is the panel I would go to. This is the panel I would put in my calendar, in my phone with a reminder so that I wouldn't forget. This is maybe the one thing that I've seen that makes me think like, oh, I wish I had risked it and gone to AWP because that's going to be an incredible, incredible hour. The last panel we found listed that's related to chapbooks, and again, we may have missed a few. This one's called Women of Color Zinesters. It's a DIY culture as counter storytelling. And zines are, in my opinion, part of the family of chapbooks in that sort of adjacent to typical formatted books is the zine and the chapbook and other ephemera of that nature. Yeah, zines and chapbooks share so much DNA. And I think we're seeing the chapbook sort of move out of the counterculture where it has resided for a lot of years. And I think zines still occupy that space. But I love that zines are also starting to get so much more academic attention. It's super exciting. And I, that's going to be a terrific panel. That's virtual as well. So tune into that one from home. But Noah, that's four panels out of roughly one bazillion panels that are being presented this year. That's not a whole lot of focus on the chapbook. So how else do you think we can help people make the most of AWP through the very narrow lens of chapbook, which, of course, is not the only lens you should go to AWP with. Go for the holistic self. Stay for the chapbooks. 
I do think that there's an opportunity before you get on the plane to use the AWP website to seek out some of the publishers, um, maybe some of the journals, and maybe some of the writers that you're hoping to connect with, whether to uh, see their, their product in person, whether to have a chance to hear one of your favorite writers read or get one of their books signed. So I do suggest jumping on the AWP website and using all of the search functions there for the uh, schedule and for the book fair listing of vendors. As always, the offsites are going to be lit some years. The offsites are really where AWP is at and you don't even need to get a conference registration to go to them. We've got a number of former guests from the show who are going to be reading at Offsites. We've got a number of chat books that we've talked about whose authors are going to be present at AWP. So go check out their Offsites. Make sure that you, you get your rest well into the morning so you can stay up a little bit later and catch those wonderful readings. I'm so glad you mentioned Offsites because that reminds me of some advice I got from someone who had gone to AWP many, many times before I had, which was to check out the Google Maps for where AWP is occurring before you get there. So you get a chance to see where your lodging is in relation to the convention center, but also where there are local food and coffee options that are not at the convention center, uh, which may be more affordable, maybe have fewer lines, but also kind of gives you a layout of the neighborhood where many of the offsites will be occurring. Can I confess something, Noah? Absolutely. Usually when I get into town at AWP, I try to find a grocery store and I stock up on Diet Pepsi and some munchies that I can put in the hotel fridge. And I take a little collapsible cooler in my bag and I walk around <laughs> with my own food so I don't have to wait in those lines. That gives me more time to like goof off at the book fair. And I like doing that. So, hey, let's talk about the book fair. Oh, yeah. The book, the book fair. fair is where it's at if you are interested in chat books. This is another part of AWP that can feel overwhelming the first time you <laughs> walk God, in. God, yes, it can. In fact, every year that I've gone to AWP, I, it's like I've never gone before when I walk into the book fair because it just seems even bigger than it was the year before. There are going to be a ton of chapbook publishers in the book fair at AWP, and many of them are going to be chapbook publishers you haven't even heard of. Take a few minutes. Check out their tables. Put, put your hands on those books. See how the books are made. Flip through, read just a little bit. And if you find something you like, take it home if you can afford to do so. If not, make a note of that publisher so that you can keep an eye on them later. You're going to discover so, so much in that book fair. Yeah, I really appreciated um, the advice that I had gotten, which was to maybe start off the book fair rather than feeling sort of overwhelmed and how do I begin? start off the book fair by seeking out places where maybe you've been published already, journals or a press that have published you. Start by visiting those booths so you can say hello and maybe offer some thanks and check in with the folks who've already supported you. Yeah. And also check out those presses that you aspire to be published by. See what they're up to. Chat with the people at their table. Now, a word of warning, there are some good ways to chat with those folks. There are some ways to chat with those folks that aren't as positive. Right. Something to keep in mind is the folks at the different vendor booths may or may not have anything to do with your submission or the book that you ordered. So going up to the booth, um, sort of ready to, I don't know, inquire about the status of a submission or ask about where a book order is, may be putting that person in an awkward position. 
And for the love of God, don't try to pitch your book in the middle of the book fair. (laughs) Everybody who's working in the book fair is overwhelmed because there is so much foot traffic. They're trying to sell books. They're trying to keep track of their little square readers and their inventory. And so, you know, that's not the venue for it. Read the room is what we're saying. Read the room. And the room is full of good stuff. There are author signings happening all throughout. If there's a chapbook author that you love, you may find them signing at a table. So even if they're signing for a press other than the press that published their beloved chapbook, uh, you know, you can take your books over there. Saturday is the day for a lot of book fair goers. Deep, deep discounts on Saturday. Why is that? I don't understand. Well, a lot of presses have to ship their books to AWP. And in some cases, they've got to pay a freight fee or a union fee just to get the books from the front door to the inside of the convention hall. They don't want to take anything home. They don't want to have to pay to ship that same book back. And so with larger presses, you're going to see deeper discounts as they try to get rid of as much stock as they can. But you know what? That's often not true for chapbook presses. Y'all, chapbook presses are run by publishers who are often putting the books in their suitcase to get over to AWP. They've got a handful of stuff and they operate on much tighter margins than the big presses. And so a lot of times they can't afford to do the same kind of huge discounts on a Saturday. Just know that in advance. Right. And in keeping with that, you know, oftentimes, and this is true for Bull City Press, the book fair is probably the largest single individual income driver for a press within their year. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of small presses that have 20 to 30 percent of their yearly income coming in at AWP. So it's hugely important for some of your favorite tiny, tiny presses. And just a reminder or maybe a note or some little advice, if you are buying a lot of stuff at the book fair and you find yourself wondering how I'm going to get all this home, one of the things you might want to look for is the closest business center, either in the convention center or the hotel where you're staying or the hotel nearby so that you can ship your items back home. But if you want to have those items shipped to you, check out Small Fair, S-M-O-L. Small Fair cropped up a couple years ago as an alternative to the AWP book fair because you got to pay to get into the AWP book fair, but small fair is virtual. It's free. It's run by really amazing and wonderful people. Yeah. Small fair is running from March 19th through the 26th. It's really awesome. We've been part of this in the past. I love the variety of different small presses that are there and everyone kind of brings to it their own special style and unique sort of take on the small fair. You're going to find some presses that are not at AWP because AWP tables cost like 900 bucks or more. So if you've got a tiny little startup press and you can't afford the travel to a new city and that expensive table, small fare is a godsend. A lot of indies that can't afford AWP and some that don't want to support AWP for a variety of reasons. All right, Ross. Quick round for the AWP. Oh, it's a quick round. I've always wanted to do the quick round. We've done it with other people. Okay, hit me. Uh, All right. AWP, best panel. The tribute to Michael Collier, because I love panels that are full of friends. And it was clear everybody there uh, was a friend celebrating a friend. 
that was just a delight top to bottom. Uh, favorite offsite? Well, I love every Bull City Press offsite. And I can't remember if this was an offsite or if this was this might have been a main AWP event. But I saw Beth Ann Fennelly absolutely tear the roof off when she was reading from Tender Hooks. It just like it blew me away. And, oh, and what about a book fair story? Something that comes to mind. OK, so I think at my very first AWP, I met the writer Emma Bolden in the book fair and it was a chance meeting. But I was like, oh, you're cool. Uh, we hung out a little bit for the rest of that AWP. We went out to dinner at a steak and ale, one of my favorite meals ever. And Emma became my writing partner for Napo Rimo that month. And the experience of doing that with Emma inspired me to start The Grind, which is the, the daily writing group that I've been part of for 15 years now. Oh, that's great. Your turn for a quick round, Noah. Best AWP panel. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, I even knew this was coming. Um, <laughs> like I said earlier, I like the panels where uh, folks come together to read their work. And there was a panel one year um, that was a reading from an anthology of spiritual related poetry. C. Dale Young was one of the readers. And, and I, I just loved it. Uh, it was it, it exposed me to poets I hadn't heard before. And when I find it, I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> OK, best offsite. Uh, easy. The AWP in Boston, there was an LGBTQ offsite um, that was sort of like hours and hours and hours long. It was a combination of all these different presses and all these different LGBTQ authors. And I remember sitting there and just hearing all of these voices I hadn't met before. Um, and it really opened my eyes. I loved it. I still remember it to this day. Best story from the book fair. Uh, easy. Uh, one AWP, I went and found a chapbook publisher that I really liked called Redbird. And a few years after that, I had been published by Redbird Chatbooks. Um, and I had the chance to meet the, the editor and the founder of Redbird Chatbooks in person after the book had been published. And that meant a lot to me. So friends, our core message about AWP is leave room for chance for serendipity, for fate. Really wonderful things can happen at AWP. And a lot of times those have to do with chapbooks. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely agree. I think if you uh, put yourself out there and you're at the book fair, you're attending panels and offsites, and you just open yourself up for the opportunity that chance may bring something wonderful across your path, I think you'll really enjoy it. Listeners, you'll find links in the show notes for today's episode. In the meantime, click subscribe and you'll get new episodes of this podcast as soon as they go live. We're on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, all the major pod places. And listen, if you have a moment, let us know what you think. Rate us five stars, tell your friends, leave comments, maybe leave a little review at some of those chatbook sites. You can find out what we're up to by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Bull City Press or visiting BullCityPress.com and check us out because we've got our online AWP sale running now. You can find me on Twitter at Ross White. And I'm on Twitter at DC Noah, or you can email us at chatbook at bullcitypress.com. Have a great AWP. Thanks for listening. <laughs>